Oh, I don't pay for suits. My suits are on the house. Well, the house burns down. Welcome back to the Red Ride Ham Podcast, a show that covers each and every episode of the Peaky Blinders and uh, mirrors and camera effects completely elude us. We are not uh, tech savvy in that sense, I guess. Like, why does it look like we're touching? <laughs> well, here's the thing about it. I'm the one who's recording. So if we both point to our left, nobody's gonna, conversation nobody's gonna to understand. <laughs> mm. All right. We are back for season three. See, god damn it. Season four, episode three. <laughs> Uh, i'm stuck in season three and i'll never leave it yeah that felt like it took a while actually (laughs) or season four is kind of slowly dragging on because we've kind of had some hit and misses here and there but uh yeah yeah. i've i've forgotten how dirty this season like starts to get like all the essentially just betrayal like just betrayal yeah, yeah 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 um I you thought know, you meant the sex. Always, oh, well. I was like, what? Sex is probably no more dirty than usual. Yeah, it's probably about the same. Um, but yeah, I mean, before in the seasons, I feel like they could always count on everybody in the family. You know, the family, you know, this is not a Game of Thrones situation where you got to worry about everybody stabbing each other in the back. So, yeah. Um, I definitely, there's a lot of stuff I've, I remember like the main storyline of this season, but there's a lot of things that I've forgotten about. Well, I mean, like I forget what, or I I had forgotten what happens at the end of this episode until it actually happened. I was like, oh, I don't remember how this plays out. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if it's like if it's bait or yeah, I don't remember exactly how that goes yeah. down. Um. I got a lot of places in my notes where I'm like, I'm not exactly sure what was happening here. I think maybe I've got the gist of it, but they don't come right out and tell you certain things in this episode. Okay. Um, maybe I can so, clarify. Yeah. <laughs> so the episode starts and Arthur and Tommy are hiring men for one of their factories. Um, now these guys are basically just scabs, right? Day laborers. Yeah, but they're they're guys who aren't with the unions. No, they're not with the unions. They don't they don't have a job. They're yeah, scabs. Yeah, is that how you put it? Scabs, scabies. Yeah, that's what that's what not scabies. <laughs> that's what union guys always call like the guys who Non-union. basically make it. Yeah, because you're making oh, okay. it, and they I don't like those that. guys because, like you know they're You're against our cause yeah they're hurting their cause yeah so, um which is reason for the guy who uh decides to throw a Molotov cocktail uh over the crowd then, there right and then proceeds to oh god i shouldn't have done that i should run away now you think no 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 <laughs> i love how it was every me. <laughs> guy there's like multiple people in this episode who 
think they're big tough guy and then as quick as they see what's about to happen to them they are like no 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 so i didn't mean to (laughs) yeah um yeah the the strike is still on the one that um uh, jesse eden Mm. uh, the one that she called um and that's just hurting tommy's businesses kind of all around um a lot of his workers i'd say most of his workers are union so um it's hurting him um Michael gets visited by his is like foster mom. It'd be foster mom, adopted mom. Yeah, adopted mom. Uh, mom. Well, he's in the hospital. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just saying mom. Oh yeah. Because they say it like instead of an O, it's like a U. Yeah. Um and she comes and visits Michael in the hospital. Um He's still recovering from uh, being shot when he and John were attacked. Um, I put down that it is, it's a different actress, I think, right? Oh, I think it's the same one. Really? Yeah, as far as I know, it, it seemed like it was the same one. We can go back and look again, but it, I'm pretty sure looked, it was the same woman. I thought she looked different. I thought it was somebody else. They never gave her name, though, did she? Or did they? Mm, I don't, I don't think, think they so. did. Um, yeah, but as far as I know or could tell, I think it was the same lady, yeah. Um, she brings in some apples from their orchard, um, his old home, and she wants him to come back. Um, I also thought it was interesting too that she said that she won't be in the same room with Tommy when. Um, Michael told her that he was on his way. Right, yep. Um, I mean, which is fair because he basically came and stole her son away. Right, yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she definitely feels, well, and then like steal the son away and then like she said, she the reason she was there because she had read about it in the paper what happened to him. Yeah. So I'm sure she can't, she blames Tommy, you know, for bringing this for well, for taking him away from her and then, you know, bringing that pain on him, basically. Yeah. Pain and hurt. So, yeah. Um, and then it's the start of uh, a long episode for me and Polly uh, because already, like, last season i was so done with her crap and uh it's just gonna get worse god it just yeah it's just building and building and building you just and it's driving me nuts like she knows what this thing has been forever their business really hasn't changed that much they're just making a ton more money and have a lot more legitimate businesses like they used to kill way more people because they had to you know yeah like all everything had kind of i don't know it just doesn't make any sense it always drives me nuts in these movies and shows whenever you've got somebody like that who's invested in the group, they've been there for a long time, they know what it is, and then at some point they decide it's like some kind of moral conundrum for them. And I'm like, man, maybe you should have thought about that like 20 years ago when this thing started, you know? 
not yeah. necessarily 20 years for them, but like at least 10 years or so. Like how, yeah, I just. People change over time though, man, you know, their, their way yeah, of thinking, it's... their beliefs and everything change. But I yeah, get, but... I get what you're saying though. And with Polly, it's just so like. It's annoying. Weird. Yeah. And it, but it's just like weird too. Like it wasn't like she like came to religion or, you know, there wasn't some well, like, there's almost not like a big reason for this. She's just like worried about Michael and that's it. Yeah. And like, well, I, I get I, it. I, yeah. But Tommy also keeps Michael like pretty much out of all the bad positions you know yeah he's bad I luck mean, that he was there with john but these are like assassins come to kill them right yeah i mean you're not gonna be and at the same time like you're not gonna be able to protect him forever he's 18 he's gonna do what he wants you know but um it just annoyed it annoys the fire out of me though when and she used the the line again and uh when they got to the meeting here in a little while about uh dying and you know you know tommy had talked about in the last episode about you know them dying and basically them them dying in the in the war and basically everything else is extra and yeah it really changed them blah blah blah. and then it's like now she's like in this last episode she used the whole thing of being put in the noose and basically being right there next to death as oh, I'm just like you now. And it's like, no, you're not. Because again, that's totally different. You know, so he uses yeah. the line and again of like, I was also, right there, execution. Yeah, and they all went through that experience also. Like she was not the only one that right. that happened yeah. to. Exactly. They all had a noose around their neck, besides Tommy, but yeah. And they're all fine. Michael's fine. Yeah, and what does Alfie Solomon say? When you live by the sword, you die by the die sword. Die by the sword, man, yeah. So... Like, yeah, I don't know. She's just driving me nuts. And she she's just batshit crazy. She was taking all those pills. Like, she's just bad shit. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm, I, I don't know how much longer I can watch all the poly stuff. Yeah. I, you know, it makes you wonder if she'll really be in this next season because, you know, her <laughs> actress, the actress died. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. I don't know. We'll I find feel bad out. for the actress. Like that's you know that's sad, but I I don't want to see another Polly Shelby or Polly Gray in this episode. Like I'm I'm good. Yeah. Or in this uh, next season. Series. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um. So yeah, Ada's just trying to get Polly under control, trying to keep her from um, being too crazy at this meeting. They're all about to sit down to. Um, the meeting is to reinstate Polly um, back as company treasurer. Um, yeah, and it's going to be uh, it's to reinstate her as company treasurer. And then wasn't weren't they transferring something over to Michael? Also, transferring something to Ada. Oh, I think it was just, well, I think it was just a deal of like, while she was gone, somebody else was, was doing it, was doing her job. Oh, so they're okay. transferring that back to her. And I think it was, oh, okay. was it Ada? It may have Maybe. been Ada, I don't remember. Maybe Lizzie. Yeah. Well, it makes me, it makes me wonder if it was Lizzie because later on she's, 
there on a Monday morning at the the where where I don't even remember what we keep calling it the place where they're pl- placing bets at. And she's talking about doing inventory. Yeah, the book. And, you know, they're talking about doing the, uh, she's doing inventory and, you know, make sure people aren't dipping their hands into it. And then, of course, she's like, well, I'm back now and I'm in charge and, you know, whatever. So it makes me wonder if Lizzie may have been doing it. But I don't remember them mentioning Lizzie, Lizzie's name in that transaction. Yeah, she was there, though. He's calling everybody by, like, their titles. Right, yeah. Like a camera who's head of acquisitions, but that very, was one person he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, very fancy names. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a cut back and forth between this meeting that they're about to have and Arthur. He's supposed to be at the meeting, but he's not. What's um, he doing? Uh, he's banging Linda. <laughs> At one of their <laughs> factories where he has an office. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of, I don't know, he's kind of betrayed a little bit. Like he feels like this is just him and her, but she's basically been sent there to buy Polly um, to keep him from showing up to the meeting. Um, Tommy narrates the meeting. <laughs> I put that down because he's just, He's talking through like the whole thing, you know, we're transferring this back to the head of acquisitions, you know, blah, blah, blah. So um, he narrates the whole meeting and then they're going to get down to the real business, um, which is that they've got more intel on um, Luca um, and his men and they want to outsource the actual kill to Abrahama Gold. Um, they don't want Arthur taking the shot um, and kind of getting in harm's way like that. Well, and then the whole thing of like tradition of him doing it is they just feel like it'll ruin it because it's just like, we just need to take our shot whenever we can get it you know yeah. we can't be like oh here's my chance i can do it but i can't because it's supposed to be arthur's kill and he's not here right now right you well know? arthur arthur's the oldest brother so he feels the need to avenge it and then also the bullet's already been written it's been written yeah so um So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna outsource this to Abraham Gold. They were just trying to keep Arthur away from the meeting, um, so that um, basically that he wouldn't vote against it. Because I think they go it has everything has to be unanimous. Yeah. Um. um Which Ada time, was against it. Yeah, and then she voted yes. Yeah. And so that was like, it wasn't like they were missing Ada's vote and he was just like, okay, well, we have enough. Like he was waiting right. on her to vote. Um, the whole time Arthur was up in the office, there was a guy banging on his door um, saying that I think basically that the guys who were running their paint shop were going out on strike, right? 
Well, it's you know they're saying some strikers have broken into the shop and they're throwing paint all around and making a mess. And he thinks that they're throwing the paint around to uh, basically set fire to the place. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Arthur goes down there to deal with it. This has to be like my favorite Arthur scene. Probably in the whole series. Just him. Really? Well, between not not so much the the getting the painting guys, but like when the Italian guys come in. He's having to deal with that. And I'll explain why when we get to that here in a second. Okay. Um, he's going through, he's running people out. Another one of these guys that's too big for his pants. Um he throws a bucket. I didn't mean to. Yeah, he throws a bucket of paint on Arthur, and then when Arthur shows he's going to retaliate, he immediately loses his nerve. Yeah. Um. So Arthur beats him, throws him out, and that's when two Italians come through the back door, which was supposed to be locked and barred, but is wide open. Yeah. Um, you said you really like this scene. Do you want to talk about it? Well, <clears throat> I just like it because I don't know. I just the whole thing of it feels like when he starts kind of, you know, they they start shooting him at it first because he hears him hears him coming in. He kind of sneaks back down a little bit, kind of see what's going on. Then he sees them. They see him. They start shooting at him. And he runs away, kind of hide a little bit. I just kind of feel like there was a moment when I was rewatching it this last time that when he's kind of up there above him, kind of crawling around and, you know, he's got that, he's got that red paint on him. So it looks like blood for one thing. He just looks like a, his hair's all a mess. He just looks crazy, all sweaty and everything. And it just made me kind of like feel like for a moment there that it was almost like looking at Arthur during the war like crawling around you know in in like a tunnel basically and you know having to fight for your life by yourself i don't know it was just it's just kind of a real genuine moment to me it seemed like yeah can you think of a better scene with him uh one of my favorites is where they go to take uh that club club back from yeah yeah that's a pretty good one Wait, take it back or no, that'd be the first time they take it. Yeah, not, not the first time they go there, but whenever right. he when and he, Billy Kitchen yeah. go to take it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a pretty good one too. Um he shoots one and he drowns another. Yeah. Drowns him in the paint. After he hit him with that hammer. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Um, but he manages to kill both of them. Um, burns their bodies there. Burn them! <laughs> um, so Luca knows the two guys didn't come back. Um, he questions another couple of his guys about it. Um yeah, I'm basically just saying they're not trying hard enough. Like they're they don't blend in at all. Um, yeah, you know, they look like they're from New York. 
So they're just not, they're not able to get the jump on them. Like they did the first time, you know, it's kind of a fluke thing. If they had all already been together, John probably wouldn't be dead, but because they were so spread out and defenseless, like it was easy for them to get to him. Yeah. I just like the way that one Italian says his name, Luca, Luca. Yeah. Um, I like when Luca crams a biscuit into his mouth. Right. (laughs) Open your mouth. Um, but they're going to try to, they have, there was a woman a couple of seasons ago, um, there's an episode where it starts off and Arthur is boxing with a kid and he beats him to death. And then they, they pay the family. And then it, I don't know if it's that same episode or another one where the mom comes around. I think it was like the next one. Okay maybe um she's really upset uh she brings a gun in she was going to kill him um but the i guess they went to that woman and talked to her and she said that she thought if she called on one of the brothers that they would come like that they would Mm. come around to see what she needed yeah so um, they're talking about using her kind of as bait to get to them. Luca. <laughs> um, Arthur's waiting for Tommy at his office and he tells him what happened um, about the paint factory, about the Italians. Oh. I like the line he had about uh, it was like I thought you were you know he's like yelling at him he's like I thought you were dead there's 15 Italians out there looking for us you know and Arthur's just like no there's 13 Um, he's like because I killed two of them at uh, (laughs) the the paint shop (laughs) yeah um Yeah, so Arthur explains it. They get into a fight about um, who's going to make the kill. Uh, Arthur just can't let it go. Ada just had to tell him. Yeah. Um, So then Tommy, after finding out that they've some, you know, there's some kind of leak inside the um paint shop um leak makes it sound like there's like some leaks in the painting the paint's been leaking in the factory we're gonna have to uh, plug it up and uh some other things some leaky pipes in the factory we can't, that's well when you said that i was like uh okay (laughs) there's a leak in the paint factory (laughs) you mean uh like a operative in the factory or like there's some leaky pipes (laughs) why does there's somebody (laughs) there's somebody not you know loyal to them in there yeah uh 
so after Tommy finds that out, um, they bring in, I guess, the manager. Um, yeah, I, I the guy like running the place. Yeah. yeah. Um, they bring him in, and he's got a train ticket um, to Scotland, Glasgow. Oh yeah, Glasgow, Scotland. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, and his wife and children have already been there for three days. Now, why would you be wanting to go to Glasgow? Yeah. Um, he's basically just running from everything that's happening. But um, it's pretty suspicious, though. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't you look know. good. No. Like, the guys didn't get killed until that day. And he sent his family... Ahead three days before, um, doesn't look good. Just a bad. But Tommy knows. Yeah, but Tommy lets him know that they know where his family is, um, and so they're kind of keeping tabs on them. It was interesting to me that they knew. Like, I'm just trying to think if he if he met like gang other gangs or just like maybe some police up there or whatever in Glasgow. That, he like, did say friend, gangs. They're friends with them. Okay, I couldn't remember if you said gangs or not. It's just interesting. Yeah, he said he's gangs. Like, where? How did you come along? Uh, come across those people? You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they're gonna they're keeping tabs on the family, and they're gonna keep him there. He begs to leave, but they're not gonna let him Please. do that. Please, yeah. Mr. Shelby. <laughs> you need um, to work on your groveling, man. <laughs> uh, Tommy goes to see Jesse Eden after that. Um, so I guess the, the first thing I didn't really get in this scene was how... Like what was he talking about? He's got he's got a badge and he's a constable now. Like was yeah, that all fake I don't, or was that like that's I don't know. That's why I've always tried to figure out. I was like, wait, is that was that real? Did he or did he just go down to the kink, the local kinkos real quick and print him up, print himself up a badge? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because I I. But then, you know, at the same time, every time I, when she looks at the badge, I mean, it looks pretty real, you know, and then I think about the connections that he has, you know, in the whatever government or whatever, you know, with Churchill and everything. So I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm not sure what that was about, um, but that's how he's basically going to try to get her to cooperate with him. Um the manager of the factory told Tommy that there were, it seems like a weird piece of information to have, but if there were two Italians at a someplace communist meeting. Well, but he, but he told him before that, he said, he just tell him straight up. He's like, I know that you have a lot of enemies and, you know, he starts naming you know minorities offer whatever i guess you really want to say well, he just said italian communists okay well i can't remember if there was another one 
no. which we obviously know there's others, but um, yeah. So yeah. And then he says something about, yeah, there was a union meeting the other night and there were two, um, was it two Italians or just one? Yeah. He said two. Okay. Two, two Italians there. And so, yeah, the uh, Stetchford, is that what they're calling it? Stet- Stetchford Communist Party Union? Yeah, something, something like that. that. Either way, she's she's with it. Yeah. Um, and Tommy wants help finding these guys. So he's brought her a picture of um, a bunch of Luca's family. It was like a family picture, wasn't it? Yeah, it was from a wedding back in. I don't even remember. They, I'm pretty sure they said, but anyway. Yeah. Um. So he shows her the picture to try to get her to point out anybody that she might have seen there. Um, but then it just kind of turns into them jabbing at each other because she brings up she knows a girl that was the sister of a girl that tommy was in love with before the war um and so she starts just kind of poking at him like saying how she knew he used to be a different person before the war she asked him if it was true that he joined the communist party before the war um She's done some pretty thorough research on him. Um, but then Tommy also like always has to let you know that he's done just as much research on you, if not more. Um, and finds out that um, the man that Jesse Eden was in love with went off to the war also. And when he came back, he was listed as shell-shocked and killed himself at some point after that. Um, so he just kind of leaves her with that and the picture and tells her to get in touch, you know, if she, she recognizes anybody there. Uh, I think he said, oh, I'm sorry for interrupting your dance. She was dancing by herself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting your dance. Um, she ends up burning that photo too. Makes you wonder yeah. why. Yeah. I mean, she could be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember how deep this all goes. Well, I mean, my thing was like, I feel like there was almost two roads there where I'm burning the picture because I don't, I'm not going to tell you and I don't, I don't want to look at it anymore. Or I'm burning the evidence just in case somebody tries to trace it back to me or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Arthur goes home. Uh, he's pretty drunk. He fights with Linda. Um, he's really torn up about them making this decision without him. He feels betrayed by his wife. I'm um, a businessman. Yeah. There's, there's just a lot going on there. Um, Arthur's kind of messed up anyway, and then now they've gone behind his back and done all this stuff. As if he um, wasn't messed up enough already. Yeah. Um, but I did like the line from Linda um, 
when she's trying to calm him down and she says the the world is changing you know like these things are changing we don't have to we don't have to do all the things we did before, you know, Yeah. for them, it's, you don't have to pull the trigger on every one of these, you know, like let somebody else take the burden and the risk. Yeah. Um, but Arthur's still just pretty messed up from all of this. Um, like you said, Jesse Eden burns the picture. We're kind of getting a little montage here of, um a few different things yeah um jesse eden burns the picture um tommy at his home um arthur at their home everybody just kind of where they're at right now you know which is not a good spot um next morning arthur fires the bullet and basically just just to get rid of it um oh oh hello (laughs) um yeah just to get rid of it like linda wanted him to um she said do it yeah (laughs) um ultimate power So I don't remember why, but Arthur is taking the day off work that next day, probably just because he's super unstable. Um, Linda goes into work. Uh, she's going to take bets over the phone. And since Arthur's not going to be there, Tommy put Finn in charge for the day. Uh, what? Which they all have a good, yeah, they all have a good laugh about. Um, and then it was just like like it all escalates so quickly like she's like let's give uh, him the boss a first day I'll never forget and then it goes immediately to Tommy's office where Lizzie's coming in to tell Tommy that uh, Polly and Linda found out that he was a virgin so they were setting him up with a call girl, basically. Lady of the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tommy takes, um, yeah, this is all just kind of like a weird time out from <laughs> all the danger that's happening around them. Um, but Tommy takes Lizzie to a spot where he used to go with um, the girl that he was in love with that Jesse Eden mentioned. Um, and they bang. A lot, of, a lot of banging in this episode. Well, it was funny to me because she, she was, when they were just sitting there, just kind of, you know, silence for a little bit. She's like, you know, are we, are we waiting for somebody? And then she says, I'm freezing, you know, <laughs> I thought, yeah. I'm freezing. Let's get naked. Why, why not? Yeah. Um, Tommy tells Lizzie that 
what was it two are they doing two or three more um he wanted to increase their like profitable donations oh, by 25 yeah. percent yeah but then he also wanted to he's opening like two more houses for i think he said wayward children um he says that he made a promise to someone that he'd change the world. Um, you know, they do something for the, the betterment of people. Um, I guess he's talking about grace, probably. Probably so. No, 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 no. No, he's talking about whatever her name is. Was it Ketty? Hetty? The girl from the picture. His first love. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. Jesse had told him that, you know, when she was talking about what he was like before the war that you know he believed in stuff he believed in you know making the world better and everything like that and that's when she brought up you know joining the communist party and she even said some story about him seeing a guy beating his horse so he beat him up or something like that just a bunch of craziness like that but yeah it's it was it was her because that's why he went to that spot was like you said because that's where they used to meet all the time when they were going steady. Yeah. Or whatever they used to say. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. I always, I always think of um, when I see this scene, when he's, when they get done banging and he's just like, Hey, I, you know, I want to, I want to uh, increase by 25% these charitable contributions, yada, yada. I always think of George Costanza, when he's got that secretary uh, when he's working for the Yankees and they start having sex I'm in their office. You a exactly. That's always what I think of. <laughs> it's like sex just does something to a guy. He's like, oh, I got to give more money to somebody. Um, Finn comes in and talks to Tommy. Um and Tater climbs up onto the oh desk. My God. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna knock these there's like oh, you got scissors it. up on top there. What? What? <laughs> Why do you have scissors up top? Because selling stuff. Oh, <laughs> it's got a weird spot. You have drawers, man. You have drawers. Put them in the drawers. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, Tommy talks to Finn for a minute. Um, he basically just tells him it's like it's time to man up a little bit. Um, Finn says he doesn't. Basically, that he doesn't want to have sex with a whore again. Um, <laughs> I had to apologize. Her, she looks so tired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so. Yeah, Tommy just basically tells him it's not really about that. You know, it's more about the fact that John's gone and Finn's going to have to step into <sighs> this role, you know? Yeah. As our old friend Adobe. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, we're, we're good now. We're good. Um, <laughs> this break was brought to you by Adobe Flash Player. It'll blind you in the middle of a podcast session. <laughs> <Right>. ah, God. <laughs> um, yeah, this seems really just about Finn stepping into John's role, though. Right. Um, there's there's a vacant slot and it needs to be filled, Tommy says. 
And we've seen a couple of, I could probably count three instances now where you're kind of seeing that he's stepping up to the plate and they're trying to move him up where one, he was Tom, uh, Tommy Lem take a seat at the table. And then of course, you know, Arthur welcomed in too. And, and then the deal with in this episode about um, taking charge of the book for the day. And then now yeah. this, this whole talk, you know, of like, you gotta be a man, you gotta step up to this, this spot that's vacant and, you know, live up to the person that was there before basically. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Thank God this is the last season where Finn has terrible hair. Terrible hair? He, and doesn't yeah. he always have the same hair? No, it's better next season. Next season, it's like really crazy looking. I guess if I remember right, because this in this one he's got it like cut super weird and no, no, no I don't. Is it like that? I don't think it was like that. This in this episode, oh, I yeah. thought he had it. I th- oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm about to I'm about to lose it on Adobe, man. I'm saying I'm about to write the president of Adobe of Adobe a letter of grievance. And I'm, sure. I'm sure he'll, he'll get right back on me. Right? Um, if I get anything, it'll be some automated message. Dear customer, we are very concerned with your complaint, whatever it may be. Um, so Polly goes to some kind of club, um, might be like a hotel bar type thing. Um, and she's meeting Luca Changretta and she, she tells him that I think, yeah. I mean, it sounds very cut and dry. Like, it doesn't sound like she's setting something up, you know? But she says to take Tommy and spare um, Michael, Arthur, and Finn. Hell, at first she she sold Arthur and Finn down the river at first. Did she? Yeah. She basically said, "You, I don't care, you can have them. And then they were kind of talking a little more, and then she was basically like, if you just take Tommy, then just spare the rest of us. You just want Tommy. Because he's the one that, you know, ordered the kill and, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. He basically, he wanted, he, he she told him that uh, she, he wanted uh, his mom killed, too. Yeah. You know, and that others had pity on her and, and such, so. Yeah. Um, and that's how they leave you on this one. They leave you uh, thinking that Polly is about to betray the family. She's and, dancing with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Luca asks her to dance and she says she doesn't dance anymore. And when she walks away, he says, That's a pity because you're dancing with me. Ooh. Why does she like to get involved with the uh, villain? It's the danger. It's the danger. Ooh. <laughs> ah. 
Well, that's it. That is it for season four, episode three. What was the title of this one? Uh, Blackbird. Mm. Do you know why? Or do you even know no. where that? I mean, the record that uh, Jesse Eden was listening to, the song was called Blackbird. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all righty. We'll be back next okay. time with uh, <laughs> season four, you episode four. We're coming back for season four, episode four. four. <laughs> I sound more robotic. Season four, <laughs> episode four. Uh, until then. Um, at this point nothing else matters just make sure that you're uh, following us on Spotify and Anchor or if you listen on Apple Podcasts why don't you do that to yourself just get a Spotify and uh, or YouTube if you're not if you're not watching us do this thing what are you doing you're not seeing Tater you're not seeing me uh get up randomly to have to uh, let them in and out uh, you're missing out here so make sure you, you could go you could YouTube. potentially right you could potentially be missing out on scissors falling on top of his head so yeah, what a bloody sight that would be potentially not this week shot. maybe next week but yeah will it happen next week <laughs> comment maybe. in the video below <laughs> you you could only know by going over to youtube and following is survived by productions or just looking up the red right hand podcast and uh make sure you, that. it's it's that simple it's very it's simple. easier it is it's easier than one two three very easy especially if you can't count <laughs> or three two one or two one three or three one two even for dyslexic people it's easy All right. Well, until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Where's the butt out here?